Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of A Shot of Business Central and a Beer. I'm here with Michael Introvartolo, my uh, great Hello. sidekick here. Yeah, I'm definitely here. Michael, how you doing? Uh, and today we're here, uh, we, we kind of wanted to set aside a, a, a special uh, recording here to talk about some initiatives that Microsoft is undertaking. Uh, we're sitting here in the first week of April uh, 2022 right now. Um, you know, and, and of course, things are subject to change at any time with Microsoft. But we wanted to kind of go through um, an overview of these various initiatives and then our, our take on it, or at least talk about some of the Q&As and some of the facts that whether you're a, a Microsoft partner or a customer, these are all potentially impactful to you. Whether, uh, whether it's directly impacting you or indirectly. Uh, and what are these three things? So we're going to kind of go, be going through three separate topics today. The first topic is going to be the Microsoft Cloud Solution Program New Commerce Experience, which talks about how licensing is done for cloud solutions. The second topic we're going to talk about is the changes to the Microsoft Partner Network. Uh, that they're putting in place, which details uh, certifications or what we mm -hmm. call competencies, specialists yeah. of, for Microsoft partners, and what that might mean for partner organizations and also customers. And then the third topic is the Dynamics uh, Business Central Universal Code Initiative, where uh, they're going to start adding some additional fees uh, to uh, solutions that are not using cloud-ready extensions. So wow. let's go ahead and dive right in, Michael, to our first topic here, which is the new commerce experience. So what I want to do is really quick, high level, what are we talking about? When we say cloud solution portal or provider new commerce experience. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's alluding to the way that your, you know, your subscriptions are licensed. Uh, I think if we, we, we start out, let's just say that there's a potential for a price increase. Um, if there's not, a, if you choose not to have a price increase, you're going to be locked up in a, a contract. So, um, the price increase, from what we know so far, is 20% across the board. We're talking business central for premium and essentials uh, subscriptions. Which, okay, I get it, right? Microsoft wants to maybe increase some prices. It's understandable. It, you know, it happens to everybody across across the way, especially now. What hasn't increased in price? Yep. Um, I understand that part. I get that part. I don't understand the addition of a year-long or three-year-long contract and the stipulations that go along with it. So what do we talk about? So obviously Business Central, right? We're here to talk about Business right. Central. So this relates to uh, Business Central online solutions that you've that you're licensed you're paying monthly let's say for business business central essentials or premium users or team users right. it also relates to office products mm -hmm. if you're if you're licensing office 365 uh, business essentials or whatever uh, or any other um, licenses through uh, maybe d365 sales right yeah everything through it could be anything that's that you're licensing um, for cloud solutions for Microsoft, uh, this this will have an impact. And and what's changing is that today, all of the subscriptions are effectively monthly 
subscriptions, right? So, but there is you yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, meaning if I if a new customer signs up for Business Central today, they really only have to commit to one month, right? Uh, they say I want one user of Business Central Premium. Uh, let's say that's a hundred dollars per month. Mm-hmm. That's really all they're obligated for currently. This, meaning this was before March thirty. Before the new commerce experience, right. yes. Um, meaning they could then cancel at the end of the month. They they realize they made a mistake. Yeah. They they don't want this license anymore. They contact their partner. Their partner has the ability to cancel that one user for a hundred dollars. The customer then no longer has to pay $100. The partner no longer has to pay that money, remit that back to Microsoft. Right? Makes sense? Yeah. Now, new commerce experience. When that customer signs up, they have two options. They can continue to have that one-month flexibility. They're going to pay 20% more for that. They, Microsoft is referring to it as a premium for the ability to have that flexibility to cancel those licenses at, at, the, at any month, right. right? Or for the same price to maintain that $100 customer price, end user price, they would have to commit to an annual term. Mm-hmm. So 12 months. Now they're, so basically $1,200 right. for that one user. They're going to have to commit to that. As an end user, what you're going to see is partners requiring you to sign off on a purchase order or a contract, stipulating that it is an annual term and that you're going to be on the hook to pay for those users for that term. Right. There's some more legal legal documents that are going to be involved or... Or, or maybe you know you work out with the, the customer that they pay everything up front. You know who knows it's, it's all going to be different depending on who it is and whatnot. Right. So some of you might be saying too right now. Well, what if you know we we we're kind of like a seasonal business and we get busy during seasonal months or whatnot. So you can have both. You can be locked in for the year contract at paying hundred dollars per user, and then you can also add the hundred and twenty dollars or whatever the twenty the exactly the. The increased priced monthly user. Let's say at 120 using right. our example. Yeah, so yeah. You, can, you can add those as well. Yeah, you can mix and match. You can say, yeah, I've got 20 users. Let's, let's commit to a year for 20 users. But then maybe you ebb and flow a little bit throughout the year. So you could add a couple monthly ones and yeah. cancel those. And then, and then you can adjust that. So what you can do is uh, once you license it, you commit, if you commit to a full year, you have 72 hours to, to change or cancel. Mm. After that... Counting weekends. Yeah, yeah counting weekends. <laughs> After that, you can add users to your annual subscription and kind of have those like prorated yeah. and factored in, but you cannot cancel right. any user licenses. Yeah. So effectively, though, I mean, you're going to have a lot of partners who then are going to have to spend a lot of money on legal fees. And, and Collections, legal fees, you name yeah, it. Yeah, so you're going to have a lot of partners who are going to... You know, have have a lot of issues, a lot of issues with it. Well, here's what's here's <laughs> what's disturbing to me too is that you know in the enterprise market, that may make sense because you've got large agreements, you've got a lot of legal contracts. Right. In the SMB, small and mid-sized business market, that isn't that just isn't the way the world operates. Right. The, these it's are small businesses. Yeah. A lot of them are startups. 
they don't have a legal team to, to review contracts, right? No. Um, and, and partners don't either in many cases. We're, you know, partners are used to dealing with small to mid-sized organizations. They don't have a legal team on staff, right? right? So to, to, to have now every partner have to reevaluate their, the, the legal terms and contracts that they have in place with all their customers is going to add a tremendous burden. And, and reduction of partners' profitability, um, right. you know, or, or, or lost business. Because my assumption is that there are going to be partners out there that will uh, take on extra risk in providing a, the, the, the $100 price point to the customer, right, and, and allow them to pay that monthly instead of prepaying it, mm-hmm. right? Instead of saying, you know, so that's what you might see is partners saying, you know what? Yeah, we're going to sign you up for a, a, a 12-month contract for this one Business Central license. We need you to prepay us $1,200 yeah. because that's an annual contract and you're good for the year. Now, that may work and part, maybe partners are doing that and, and that makes sense. If it's a small dollar amount, that actually is a bet, right? There, there is potential value there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm selling 10 Office 365 licenses right, for right. $100 a month. Right, just give them one invoice for twelve hundred dollars. Pay for the whole year. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But when you have a, a hundred Business Central users, yeah. and you're talking ten thousand dollars a month, asking for a hundred and twenty thousand dollars up front is a lot different than asking for ten thousand dollars a month. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, I think we need to talk about too who. Maybe we didn't make it clear that this is pretty much going to affect everybody who's who's already licensed in. Business Central on the cloud, right? Because you might not realize it, but yep. you pay monthly, but technically there's an annual, I don't want to call it a contract. A re- uh, yeah, annual, annual renewal date. Subscription renewal date, right. yeah. So annually. if you signed up on, you know, November 1st, 2021, come to November 1st, 2022, you're up for renewal and you're going to have to, you know, switch right. to the new commerce experience. Yeah. So how does that work? So let's say you're an existing Business Central online customer. You've got some Office 365 licenses. Uh, you'll need to find out from your partner when your annual renewal dates are mm-hmm. because they can be different for different products. If you license different different Absolutely, yeah. applications on different dates, uh, you could have, if you have four products, you could have four different anniversary dates mm-hmm. with Microsoft. You don't know what they are because they've never really been relevant. Right. Now they are. And what's going to happen is after, if you, as soon as July 1st, 2022, once your, once you hit an annual renewal date that's after July 1st, you will either ha- be migrated to the higher price point yep. and pay monthly or you have to agree to an annual term yeah. to maintain that. Um, there is the ability for partners to um, kind of consolidate those. Let's say you had four different Microsoft subscriptions with different renewal dates. Uh, you can actually can kind of lump those together so you have one single annual renewal date going forward. Right. Yeah. So existing customers on July first, twenty twenty two, is when they got to really start paying attention. And any yeah. new customer right now that gets signed up is has to go on a new commerce experience. Yeah, I think. I, well, I would say start paying attention today. It's April. Right, right. April yeah. because you want to find out when when are our renewal dates and when are we going to have to uh, start, you know, make sure that we've 
at least understand what's happening. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to make a choice somewhere along the line on which, which yeah. way you want to go. I believe worst-case scenario is that effective, if nothing is done, they'll just continue to roll on a month-to-month uh, term and have a price increase. Applied. It'll just be a price increase. And yeah. then at some point, so let's let's say you drop, the like you, the, the partner, the customer, whoever, everyone just neglects to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hit this renewal date, you get transitioned into the new commerce experience, you're paying 20% more now. At any point, I believe you will be able to s- enroll in an annual contract Correct. to ki- effectively reduce Which back down that price to the current price. Yeah. So it, it, it isn't like you're going to get locked in to anything if you do nothing. Right. So that is some, some good news. Yeah. That you also got to be aware of uh, when you sign up for a trial in the new commerce experience. I don't know if they've taken this away, but when, you first, when they're first talking about if you sign up for a trial... At the end of that trial period, it automatically rolled into a paid subscription. So it, I don't know if, if they've switched that. I think it will auto-check the auto-renew checkbox, right. but you can then manually right. uncheck so it. So you got to be aware. You just, yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't so, know. What else we got here? Is that about it for the CSP? I think so. I think so. Um you know, I, I think it's just interesting if you if you see if you go out Microsoft, I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff on there. Just look up look for new commerce experience. I just think it's interesting, you know, what Microsoft's gonna say is, well, there were always annual contracts. Right. They just weren't enforcing them. Now they're gonna be enforcing them. And in this twenty percent additional monthly amount that you're gonna pay is it's not a price increase. Right. You're it's a the monthly is a new option that's available and you with a premium price point of yeah. 20% higher it right it's that's all just word Sounds soup good, right? yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah. give me a break it's it's effectively they're 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 either saying agree to an annual contract or you're going to pay 20% yeah. more right i just wish i knew the reasoning behind it right because the the benefit of one of the benefits right of going with microsoft and and, and online was to compete against NetSuite where you didn't have the contracts and the flexibility was the key selling point and add licenses, remove licenses. Why make the change? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And don't, and please, you know, obviously we are, um, you know, we are not speaking highly, you know, super kindly here. Right. And we understand our, I mean, we are a Microsoft, you know, cloud solution provider and a gold certified ERP salute, you know, uh, right. partner, and uh, this is what we do. And um, I feel like we we're not going to sugarcoat it. We want to. We're doing this podcast to yeah. to disseminate information t- for people who are b- interested in Business Central. And I think this is important for people to at least understand what it is and how it's going to work. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Our job is to and speak plainly about it. Yeah, give you exactly the the facts and our opinions and and what we think. I mean, you know, there's always going to be a lot of good and there's going to be some bad. It's just it's how it is. Microsoft's a huge organization. Not everything's going to go perfectly. <laughs> so, but you know, we like to be real with the customers. So, yeah. All right, I think and, we covered. Mo- yeah, I just one more point, um, and this is just one more thing. I'm just kind of looking through my notes here. Is that um, you know there, you may come across something that says. Specifically, customers cannot transfer original annual term subscription to the tenant of another CSP partner, 
right? So it, to me, that almost comes across like you, once you sign an annual contract, that, that you can't then go to another partner during that term. That's what it comes across as. It comes across as right. that. But if you go through the Q&A document and you read through all the Q&As yeah. and piece together the various questions, what you'll see is that there, there's a question in there and it says, can I, you know, um, you cannot transfer an existing license subscription from one partner to another, but there's nothing that prevents a second partner mm-hmm. from licensing the same SKU, the right. same subscription to that same company. Yeah. So I know, I know this is a, uh, there's probably, we probably maybe just, uh, generated a flurry of additional questions or, or <laughs> concerns or whatever. And, um, maybe that's the case, but maybe that's the point here is so that people can be aware and start learning more about this because it is going to impact any company, small and mid-sized business, especially running business central online, um, starting for sure July 1st, yeah. but, but please look into it sooner if you can. And every partner too. All right, Ken, what do we got up next? Next, we're going to be taking a look at the changes to the Microsoft Partner Network. All right, we are back. We're going to talk about the uh, upcoming changes to the Microsoft Cloud Partner Program. So starting in October 2022, the Microsoft Partner Network as we know it will become the Microsoft Cloud Partner Program. Um, under the Microsoft Cloud Partner Program. Partners are gonna have different classifications, like you know the gold status and, and whatnot is gonna change. You're either gonna be a base member or a solutions partner. And uh, that's, that designation is gonna come based on you know meeting different requirements for different solution areas. Let's see, I got the solution areas here. So the six cloud solution areas are data and AI, infrastructure, digital and app innovation, business applications, modern work, and security. Um, you know, it's going to be on a 100-point scale, right? 70 is the minimum. And I don't know. It's like anything else. Why Why change what's working? And, you know. Well, if you recall back just a few years ago, they, they made wholesale changes to the Microsoft Partner Network Program, and they created these 19 competencies and created this whole specialization thing. It couldn't have been two or three years ago. Right. And apparently, whoever came up with all those didn't know what they were doing <laughs> because they now have come up with these new designations and policies and requirements um, for partners. And, and as a business central focused company um, at Partner, right, we have a gold or whatever you call it, right, whatever it's, now it's the label it, is, yeah. but it was a gold certified enterprise resource planning or ERP competency, mm-hmm. right? And now that falls under the solutions partner for business applications yeah. designation. And it's, it's, it's kind of complicated too, right? So, you know, there's, there's different metrics you need to hit, different numbers and, and consumption values and, and, and whatnot. So it's, um, you know, for partners, it's going to be a little bit of a change in, in, in switch. I mean, I feel bad for... <clears throat> You know, I would say that smaller partners are never going to be able to attain a competency, I guess. It's going to be very difficult or potentially, depending on the size, I mean, a really small partner, perhaps impossible to hit 
uh, to the hit the numbers in order to achieve uh, the, the, the status. Um, the three categories of, of uh, qualifications are one, the first is performance. And this is effectively net new customer ads that you can get qualified for up to 15 points for there. They have to meet a standard too, though. I yes. Remember. Yeah, I think, just... I think it's not just new ads. Right. There has There's some qualifications behind it too. Uh, the second area is skilling. Um, so certifications. And, and there's kind of two levels there. There's some intermediates and then some advanced certifications. And, and you can get, for example, for Business Central, there is a, a functional consultant certification, uh, and you can have up to 20. Yeah. Um, and I think I read somewhere where, let's say, you take um, certifications and you pass five of them, but I think it only still counts as, as like one point, though. You're not going to get one person who gets who can take 20 oh. different certifications yeah. and, and pass it all. Yeah, that, that may be. Um, and then the third is customer success, which is interesting. Um, the, the first area is usage growth. So they're actually looking at consumption value across all paid customers in the trailing 12 months. And, and uh, that could be, you can get, if you have up to 30% growth, for example, you could get up to 30 points, like one point per percent. Another one, which is a little, I, I'm not 100% clear on it myself at this point, is deployments. Um, and this is the growth in the number of deployments crossing the minimum monthly consumption value. Um, and, and it sounds and like net new ads. It does, right. but it's not. It, I know, yeah. uh, and, and there's a calculation, there's a formula available, right. and there's, there's qualifications on it. And, and um, you know, in looking at our numbers here, I, I, I look at, you know, uh, I, I, I feel like we represent somewhat the median mm -hmm. or midpoint of a Business Central partner. I know there are partners perhaps that are smaller than us. There are partners that are larger nationally or globally. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we probably represent a typical Business Central partner in terms of our staff volume, customers that we support. And... Um, you know, to be struggling to, to hit the threshold when this is what we do every day and, and have people who've been doing this for years and years, yeah. right? It's like, really? Um, right. You know, we, 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 you know, we have how many points for deployments? Like, are you kidding? <laughs> so it, it's a little, little interesting. Um, and I think this will, based on your, your, partner you know whatever anniversary date that you have again as your whenever your competencies come Renewed, due yeah. that's when this will effectively come into play at your next renewal date um, but it may not be maybe the next renewal date after i don't know what date july 1st or maybe it's january 1st of 2023 are they waiving the fee um i yeah <laughs> right no idea um and and so what is the What's the end game here? What the hell, right? Why why are they yeah. why are they doing what's, why are they doing this? Right? What's the benefit? I mean, from a customer's perspective, I it, you know, the obvious answer is they want to have formal metrics and guidelines in place for what qualifies a partner to say that they have expertise mm -hmm. in a certain area. Um <clears throat> from a from a partner like ourselves that's been doing this for years, to me it seems like they're they're uh, this is going to 
disqualify a lot of partners from achieving the ERP competency status. Yeah. So you're going to see fewer and fewer companies that are going to qualify for this. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's going to force companies or partners to try to sell more solutions, right? Because let's just say, you know, what, what says somebody specializes in Business Central and they a smaller company adds, I don't know, six, seven new new ads per year, right? They're never going to hit the 15. So maybe they're going to try to sell other stuff to, to, to add that number, which is a bad thing in, in general because they don't know the product then. Wait, if I'm understanding your question right, I think the answer is yes, Microsoft would like partners to sell more Microsoft products. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, Regardless of whether or not knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yes, I agree. Whole, yes. <laughs> However, um, it is, it's, a, it's a little, um, it falls, it, it, it's, it's going against the current of small, mid-sized businesses. Right, because all of the glory here is in the large deployments. Yeah, you want growth? Go get one large customer. Right, and and right, there's a, a lot of growth. You can sign one huge customer up. You, you're going to get a lot of growth. Mm -hmm. But in in the business central world, as we know, we are in the small to mid sized business SMB market, and and um, you know, I think in some of these. I don't want to get into any details here today, but I believe in some of these um, qualifications that they're looking at, they're not even going to consider certain deployments or customers if they fall below a certain yeah. usage or user count threshold. Right. And which, from what we're saying, it's which, pretty high. Which, yeah. is, which is where a lot of Business Central deployments sit. Right. Or at least start out, right? You may start off with five users or ten users as a business central company, and you're 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 a growing company, and you're you're projecting that you're going to be thirty or fifty users two to four years from now. Right. Well, you know, um, as of right now, it's looking it, like it, that it, doesn't count. It may not really count or count for nearly as much, yeah. right? As opposed to one hundred and fifty user. Business Central opportunity or a thousand seats of Dynamics 365 sales. Yeah. Right. Well, so, there's no limit anymore, I guess, to how what size company can use Business Central. So. Yep. <laughs> so yep. But if anything else, you know, as a partner, as a partner, just be aware there. This is these new partner program requirements are out there. If you want to maintain your competencies, there's new there's new rules. There's a new game that you're going to have to go through. Uh, to, to maintain that or, or to qualify for whatever the equivalent new award is. And I think if you're a customer, if you're a Business Central user, I think um, my, my, my caution would be to say that with this new program, I, I wouldn't necessarily assume that just because a partner does not have this solution partner for business applications designation met i don't know that that would that should disqualify them from right. someone that you do business with right of course. that that they may have very good consultants on their team and 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 have be really an asset to your organization and have good people they may just not have the volume 
of of new customers, right? Or uh, or, or, or customers size growing. of customers. Yeah, or customers growing themselves. Right. You know, so so there are things that take. Yeah. So there may be other variables in place. So I, I I would just caution to say, I, I wouldn't. You know, I know in the past I've talked to some people who go, oh, I'm only looking for a gold certified partner. I think generally, as a rule, that it's probably better to, of course, look for someone who has qualifications. But, but in this case, especially with this program being so new, I wouldn't immediately just yeah, make look at partners. Right? People may need a year, two years, three years to meet some of these designations. So mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't just disqualify someone because they don't have this. So agreed, agreed, agreed. All right. All right, next up, we're going to be talking about something interesting called the Business Central Universal Code Initiative. Sounds important. Sounds very important. Whether it is or not, we'll see. We'll find out. All right, everybody, we're back for our final segment here in our special Shot of Business Central and a Beer podcast. Uh, uh, in this last segment, we're going to be talking about the Business Central Universal Code Initiative. Uh, so what is this? Sounds really important and impressive. Sounds scary. Um, so so here's here's basically what it is: is Microsoft, it's Microsoft's attempt to persuade organizations to run business central solutions, customizations, or apps that are cloud ready. And, and apps that can be then universally deployed in BC Online or any on-premise deployment. And so when you're like, well, what, do you, what the heck do you mean? What, what could not be? So what this primarily relates to is on-premise business central companies. Yes. Right? So what is a universe, what qualifies an extension as a, a universal code offering? Mm -hmm. Effectively, it means that it can be successfully deployed in Business Central online. Right. Right. That means it's fully cloud ready. It can be deployed online. Um, so, so, so a, a, an example of an app, perhaps a couple examples. I'll give you two. Things that would not be universal code would be if you're running Business Central version 14 on premise and you have objects mm -hmm. that you have customized. Those customized objects where you're modifying the base app, that would be a non-universal code uh, solution. Okay. The second example would be an ISV or add-on solution or app that's sitting in your on-premise solution that, for example, maybe it's a document management solution. And what, what that document, doc, document management solution allows you to do is, is attach files or links to a record in Business Central, and it uses a local network directory, right? So that fact that you're using a local network, local network resources, that is not something that can be deployed in BC Online. Because BC Online is stored on Microsoft's cloud. You, you cannot just link, back link directly right. back to a local network file or local network directory. So that app would effectively kind of have to be rewritten so that those documents are saved, for example, in a SharePoint online site right. or Azure storage location or something. So where it could be deployed, quote, universally in, in, in uh, BC Online. 
okay, so I'm a business central customer. Yep. I'm hearing you say this right now. And I say, well, they could want that, but we're using objects and this doesn't apply to us. Why do we care? Right. Is there a consequence? I and mean, what's going to happen? So if you are already running Business Central on-premise by April 1st, 2022, or you, you've licensed it, right? You're in the middle of an upgrade project and you've already licensed Business Central on-premise. Yeah. You've gone through this license transition pro- process. Um, then you are fine. This, this does not really relate to you. You can continue running your on-premise solution with okay. non-universal code, and there's really no no impact on you in terms of fees or additional charges or anything like that. Fees, charges? Yes. <laughs> so what does that mean? If after April 1st, 2022, you decide to implement Business Central and you deploy some solution, whether it's a customization or an app that is not universal code qualified, you will have to pay an additional fee per year as part of your enhancement plan per user. Per year, per user. Per year, per user. So let's say today your annual enhancement plan, and there's a fee structure. These fees are going to increase over years. So for example, if you have code, let's say that you've got custom objects in your Business Central 14 option version. And again, after April 1st, 2022, you license Business Central and you start working on your project and you're going to implement version 14 and have objects in there. Starting in 2023, you will have to pay $75 per user per year as an additional fee that's going to be tacked onto your enhancement plan. And you're going to have to uh, have this quote, granule or, or license uh, update applied yeah. so that you can do this. It's crazy. $75 per user per year. Yep. Yeah. So you have, you know, for example, you have a handsome plan. Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah. So I can't say I'm a fan of that. I mean, really, it just seems to me that they're forcing you to yeah. go cloud, right? Or to be cloud ready and at some point go cloud yeah yeah so yeah so let's say let's say you have um you have you have 20 users licensed in business central right 1500 so you're paying currently approximately let's say nine or ten thousand to microsoft in your in your annual enhancement plan fee Mm -hmm. and for 20 users starting in 2023 that would add fifteen hundred dollars in in my experience uh, that additional fee is not going to cause you to change your decision on whether or not you want to implement objects or not, right? What we've seen is that in many cases, companies who are running old versions of NAV who want to go to Business Central, they just can't go straight to a full cloud-enabled solution. They may have extensive object customizations right. or integrations that are based on local SQL server connections or, or other things that they're doing that just simply it's not feasible to take the leap from NAV 20, 2009 or 2016 to Business Central full cloud-ready deployment. 
Yeah, and I think Microsoft agrees with you. So what if that 1500 was 4000 5000 or 6000 Would that be enough to sway you? Because like you said earlier, as time goes on, that fee per user per year jumps up. Correct. It, goes, it jumps up to $125 in 2024, and then it doubles to $250 in 2025. So that same 20 users, now you're going to be paying an extra 5000 a year. Yeah. Again, in my in my experience, customers that are running on-premise solutions have a lot of users, right? So, uh, and they have a, they they're larger organizations. Yeah. This amount to me seems like it's at this point where yeah. uh, it probably isn't going to change. It, it probably yeah. shouldn't change a company's decision to go to a full cloud deployment solution right. um, because the effort to do that might be over a hundred thousand yeah. dollars or five hundred thousand dollars yeah depending on what you get set up right it, it, it depends on the size and the complexity that you have so so this number um, this 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 extra charge it just seems uh, almost punitive so do you think that though this is Microsoft's way of trying to push everybody to the cloud yes. or because it's a punitive punitive charge that it's just trying to get some extra money both. Both. <laughs> um, yeah, frankly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I do think that the underlying, um, the underlying objective is to promote cloud-ready solutions, universally available solutions that can be deployed into many uh, environments without conflicts or without, um, yeah, r- local resources. Yeah, maybe... Maybe they also have the goal of beefing up all the apps on App Source, right? And if everything is cloud ready, of course, a lot more apps right. will be out there on App yeah. Source. And, 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 yeah, so at the, and at the end of the day, there's no question that, that, that the majority of organizations are moving to full cloud ready business central uh, deployments. And we're already doing it. Any, all new business central deployments are going to full cloud-ready solutions, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, most organizations in the United States, at least, um, are, are, I mean, unless there's some certain yeah. criteria, uh, again, it's either going to be that you have strict government security requirements that prevent you from running on a multi-tenant cloud. It's that you you are situated physically in an area that doesn't have reliable high-speed internet, mm-hmm. which, believe it or not, still exists <laughs> in many it. places. Especially for a manufacturing type company or, or distribution company, um, or the third qualification would be you, you have extensive integrations with other applications that rely on a direct SQL Server yeah. connection or or some other technology that prohibits the use of a multi-tenant cloud solution. Yeah. And you, I mean, I guess you might you'd probably say that it's primarily larger organizations too that are on-prem, so. Everything they do is cost-wise, you know, 10, 20-fold compared to, you know, yep. your average SMB customer. So, yep. yeah, so, um, so what is this, you know, so what, so when you're like, well, how, what are they going to do here? So, again, starting April 1st, 2022, um, according to Microsoft, technical enforcement will be introduced in Business Central where only universal code is allowed as additional code in customer environments. Um, And non-universal code modules can be licensed 
to allow non-universal code in customer environments. So you're actually going to have to, in order to somehow, I don't, I don't know the details, in, in order to go in and change the base app, they're adding something in that will require the use of a specific uh, feature Probably added to the license yeah. file. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be crazy. A lot of changes lately, huh? Yep, starting in, yeah, and this starts effectively. The, actually, the program is being put in place uh, this year, but there's no charges for it. Yeah. So, so it started, for what, 2022, April 1st? so starting in 2023 is when the first fee for code implemented, not in extensions, uh, is going to hit. Yeah. And then implemented code that is not, quote, cloud optimized meaning the example of like the, the document management solution yeah. I, I gave. That starts in 2024. So and we talked about earlier, it's a little ridiculous too that there's different fees for the implemented code is not an extensions versus the implemented code is not cloud optimized. In my opinion, you're either, you're either ready for the cloud or you're not, right? It's either cloud optimized or it's not. Um, right. If that's the goal, you know, make the fee the same. Well, and, and the other thing is if I'm, if I'm running Business Central on premise, mm -hmm. why do I need to be running cloud that is cloud optimized? Right. Code, code that is cloud optimized. You don't. I'm running it on premise on my own server, yeah. physically potentially located on site or on Azure maybe, but on my own server. I'm not integrating with other solutions perhaps. Yeah. Right. The it's only a, argument. Game. Yeah. The only argument there is that well, there may be other apps that you want to use that are cloud ready, and then then there could be some issue. So they're, again, they're trying to promote the idea that all of the apps should be designed and deployed as cloud ready, so that they can be used in an online environment. Now, what's again, what what's what's a little, you know, interesting about this whole thing is that. People are already moving. This is not something yeah, that you don't have to force them. You don't need this extra tax, right? right? The, there's already a tremendous amount of momentum yeah. towards companies implementing cloud ERP, yeah. including Business Central. I mean, maybe Business Central leading the charge in that. But I, th I think, you know, the pandemic for the past two years kind of accelerated the, the growth for, for cloud sure. stuff, right? Because need to be flexible and access it from anywhere they didn't they don't need to do this you know yeah if life you're, changes if you're building a, a a solution for business central you have to build it to be cloud ready because most companies right. are going to be operating in business central online yeah all of the new ones certainly most of them and then over time a greater and greater percentage of companies overall will be migrating to the cloud. We're seeing that with a lot of our on-premise customers that oh, yeah. are saying, I want to go to Business Central, but look at all that cool stuff I can do with integration of, of Power Automate and Power BI yeah. and Office 365 and Outlook. Well, you, for a lot of that, Azure Machine Learning Everything. and cash flow forecasting that's in there. Forward, so yeah. Predictive late payments. Right, that, that's enough of an influence that, that you want to go cloud. That's why you go yeah. to, to, to a cloud-ready solution, right? Not because you're charging so. me. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, again, message here is just be aware um, that, uh, that you can continue to implement 
Business Central 14, you can continue to use objects, um, but if you're going to be doing this after April 1st and you haven't gotten a license, uh, there there will be some extra charges. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that about sums it up on this day before opening day of baseball. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot. Um, and I know it was some pretty heavy stuff. Maybe a lot of it doesn't relate to, to end users, but I think that just ah, being familiar with what's going on with partners and with customers and Microsoft's overall vision. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important for anyone who's interested in Business Central to right. kind of have an understanding. And, of. and in the show notes, we'll link to all the documents that we have, all the FAQs, the web pages, and, and whatnot, so that you guys can all dive into and, and, and check it out. But with that, I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Bye-bye. As we end today's podcast, we want to give a big thank you to everyone who listens, shares this podcast, and leaves us reviews. You've taken a good amount of your time out of your day, and we truly appreciate it. Thanks again, and uh, don't be afraid to email us at marketing at solsyst.com with your tips for the podcast, or maybe you'd even like to be a guest during an episode. (laughs) 